Can the Dyson Pure Hot Plus Cool clean your air from smoke and soot? Welcome to Tech First with John Kutzier. That's precisely what I've been testing for parts of the last few months during the western fires that hit California, Oregon, and Washington State. They've been banished from the news cycle thanks to the impending election, but the fires this summer were devastating, horrific, and massive. When you can't breathe safely, few other things in life matter that much. In fact, months later, the fires are still not completely extinguished. So Dyson sent me a review unit of its largest air filtration system, which can also heat a room. That's the last thing I needed this summer. And it can provide cooling breezes, which was very welcome. Since I got it during the height of the summer's fire season, I measured its effectiveness with an independent air quality sensor from AWARE. I wanted to see, can it clean my air of all the junk that these fires are throwing into our air? The upshot, the Dyson Hot Plus Cool had a massive impact in providing safe, clean air to breathe indoors. Honestly, while the Dyson fan does a lot more than clean air, what I was most worried about these past few months was the filtration and cleansing technology. Outdoor air quality was a disaster across large parts of the West this past summer. AQI, or Air Quality Index, which technically only goes up to 500 for the worst of the worst air, registered up to 800 in parts of Oregon this summer. That's not just unpleasant and unhealthy in the extreme. It's almost unbearable, especially during the heat of summer. While the smoke never got quite that bad, where I live near Vancouver, Canada, we had several weeks of hazy skies and smoky smells and multiple days with hazardous air quality as smoke clouds from fires north and south of the border converged on the city. I deployed an air quality sensor outdoors on my deck to get good indicators of the very hyper-local air quality, and I tested indoor air quality both with and without the Dyson on. Outdoors, we had air with PM2.5, that's particulate matter, that's very small, less than 2.5 microns in width. So PM2.5 hit 250 micrograms per cubic meter of air. That probably doesn't mean a lot to you, didn't mean a lot to me either, but for reference, the EPA national standard is about 12.5. In fact, U.S. national averages in 2019 were around 10. So what we had outdoors here was a level 25x higher than usual. Indoors, as you might guess, there was less PM2.5. But PM2.5 material is small enough to get into your house. I mean, you're going to have to eventually open doors or windows in some cases. Or simply it can come in with ambient airflow. Uh, my indoor sensors registered in the 90 to 100 range, about 7x the EPA recommended range. Turning on the Dyson, however, reduced that to 27.6 in a little less than an hour, at least in my home office space. That's effectively a 70% decrease at least. And while not completely ideal, the number right now when there are no fires nearby is 5.9, it's much better and much safer. In essence, the Dyson took a dangerous value to the high end of my normal range. So if I have four to five people in my office space for an hour or so, I'll see a high of around 20. Then of course, I turned the Dyson off just to see what would happen. 
when I had actually turned it on, the initial decrease in PM 2.5 was almost instant. It was maybe half an hour, 35 minutes. That's in my home office, which is a room about 15 feet wide and maybe 20 feet long. And as you can see in the charts on, in the story that I published at Forbes today, the PM 2.5, when I turned the Dyson off, came back almost as fast and eventually surpassed the amount that I had earlier. Needless to say, I ran the Dyson frequently thereafter, and we ran another smaller unit upstairs as well to cleanse the air also. While my AWARE air testing station tests for PM2.5 as well as carbon dioxide, VOCs or volatile organic compounds, humidity and temperature, it doesn't provide measurements for larger particulate matter, which you'd of course also expect from smoke that results from forest fires. We had a lot of that, by the way, for a period of some weeks. I would find thin layers of ash on our decks that I could blow away with a lawn blower. The good news is that the Dyson doesn't just capture the PM2.5. It also captures and removes PM10 items from the air, which could be things like pollen, maybe allergens. Also PM5, which could be bacteria or mold. And even PM1, which is tiny, tiny pieces of particles, potentially even viruses, according to Dyson. No, I'm not suggesting that a Dyson is a good COVID-19 defense, by the way. Dyson also says that the hot and cold air filter removes formaldehyde from the air. That's one of a family of VOCs or volatile organic compounds that aren't healthy to have in your air. And it's apparently 500 times smaller than PM 1.0 material. Running the Dyson during the forest fire weeks didn't bring my levels back all the way down to normal. Uh, mostly, in my opinion, that's probably due to a regular inflow of particulate matter. Again, every time you open a door or window, something's coming in. And PM 2.5 material is genuinely tiny, meaning that some is always able to enter via microscopic cracks around windows, doors, or maybe even in your walls. Ultimately, the air filter made both me and my wife feel safer and healthier since while the long-term impacts of breathing too much smoke and small particles might not be 100% clear, it's certainly not good. Local news reports compared it to smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And small particles are the very worst. The EPA says that particles less than 2.5 micrometers in diameter, that's the, the PM 2.5 stuff, pose the greatest risk to health. In terms of the Dyson's other functions, there's little to complain about and lots to like. The fan works, isn't noisy, it projects airflow where you want it, it can swivel and rotate to spread heating or cooling as needed. You can also run it in reverse so it blows air out the back so you don't feel a breeze if you don't want to. That basically covers all the bases of where you might want or not want air. The heat, which I've been able to test a little more now that it's October, is relatively instant and easily adjustable. Like the cooling air, it can be sent virtually anywhere you want. One major bonus with Dyson fans, they can also be angled vertically. I didn't use this capability in the review unit, but my wife used it in a smaller Dyson fan that we have upstairs. The angling allowed her to focus a breeze on herself while exercising on a stationary bike, meaning the cooling was exactly where she needed it. Another big positive, you can connect to a Dyson either with a remote control or an app. The flexibility is appreciated. If your phone's not handy, you can use the remote control, which magnetically connects to the top of the fan unit, by the way, so it's hard to lose. 
I'm not a huge fan of the Dyson app. It's kind of a copy of the controls on the remote, but it works well. One thing that's a major, major positive, Dysons are easy to connect to your Wi-Fi. I had to change out my Wi-Fi router about a month ago and reconnecting all your so-called smart home technology can be incredibly painful if you have to first connect to a tiny device's own little Wi-Fi network in order to program it to connect to the house's larger Wi-Fi network. Or in other cases, I've had to enter a sequence of letters and numbers or maybe scan a barcode on packaging that I've long since discarded. There's no such foolishness with the Dyson. Just hold your phone really close, it'll connect, and you can proceed very easily. There is, of course, one downside with Dysons, and that is the price. A Dyson fan is not cheap. This one retails for around $500, which is a bit of ouch in the pocket. Given that the pure, hot, and cool performs a triple function of cooling, heating, and cleaning your air, however, it's a little bit of pain for quite a bit of gain, especially if you like to breathe clean air. This has been the Tech First Podcast. My name is John Kutzier. Hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, would love if you would take the moment and give it a rating, give it a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. Check me out on Twitter and let me know what you want more of or less of and have a great day.